When somebody gets born again of the Holy Spirit, man, that's a transformation. And the best ones they will know your transform is who? Your family. They will know, man, something happened to my husband, something happened to my grandparents. Because Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he becomes a new person. All things are passed away. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us for our continuing series in the book of Acts. Today, as Roll examines the Apostle Paul's amazing testimony of finding new life in Christ, he'll encourage you to pause and reflect on the way you're following the Lord. You'll see that as you spend time with the Lord and seek His direction, He can transform you and equip you to live daily for Him in this fallen world. Let's listen as Roll Reese begins today's study. Well, if you have your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 22. We're going to see not only Paul's defense was here in three parts, his conduct before his conversion. He's going to share in the first five verses his conversion with the Jews, his conduct. Then secondly, he's going to speak of again of his conversion. You notice how many times he speaks of his conversion? Because what God did in his life, what God does in your life, it's incredible. Incredible. You don't have to be a drug addict to get saved. We all need Jesus. We all need to be born again of the Holy Spirit. And when we come to Christ, we're not supposed to speak any longer of the old life. We're supposed to speak about our new life in Christ. That's why you hear me share something on Sunday mornings. How can a person that came out of the world go back to the world? Paul never did that. Peter never did that. James never did that. Because we're not of the world any longer. We belong to Christ. And because we belong to Christ, Paul not only is going to speak of his conduct with his conversion, but then his conversion and then his commission as the minister. So first of all, he will speak, notice, on his conduct. Secondly, on his conversion. And thirdly, on his commission. What God did in his life. So we begin with verse 1. Notice he's going to open here with his defense, with his formal Jewish address. He says, brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they, the Jews, heard that he spoke to them in the Hebrew language. Notice that. Not in the Greek language, in the Hebrew language. The Romans spoke Greek. Here he's going to speak to them in Hebrew. They kept all the more silent when they heard that he was going to speak the Hebrew. They go, oh, oh, wait a minute. Let's see what he has to say. He's not a Gentile. Let's see what he has to say to us in the Hebrew. Everything became silent. Now remember, they don't have PAs okay, like we have here. He says, I am indeed a Jew. You guys hear me? I'm a Jew, just like you. Born in Tarsus of Cilicia. But brought up in the city at the feet of Gamaliel. Whoa. At the feet of Gamaliel, they should know Gamaliel. He was one of the most incredible teachers to the Jew. And it's so cool because Gamaliel here, his name means God is my recompense. 
God is my recompense in the Greek here. I wrote a couple things down here. He's one of his mentors. High respect Jews as rabbi. He loved reading books. That's why he was so smart. That's why he knew so much. That's why he wrote 14 epistles. Because of what he knew, what he studied. He says, at the feet of Gamaliel taught me according to the strictest our father's law. So he wants them to understand, you guys, I know the law. Same law that you have, I have the law. He goes on. And was zealous towards God as you all are today. Notice, zealous, just like you are today. I persecuted this way. You want to circle that word way? The speaking of the Christian church. The way. This is the Christian church that he's talking about. As he did in chapter 9, verse 2. He spoke to of the way. I persecuted this way to death. Remember? He was at the feet of uh, Stephen when he was stoned. Paul was there. And then on his way to Damascus, he was going over to get the Christians and to bring them back so they could be tried and they could be killed. And he wants them to understand who he is, what he went through. Just like when you give your testimony, you go, well, this is where I came from. This is what happened to me. But here I am. This is what God did in my life. And he's going to work up to that. He says, I persecuted this way to death, binding, delivering to prisons, plural, both men and women. Only a supernatural transformation could change Paul and can change you and can change me. That's the only way that can happen. There's no possible way. And Paul the Apostle wanted him to understand, you guys, this is who I am. This is what's happened in my life. And in verse 5, again, look what he says. And also the high priest bear me witness all the counsel of the elders from whom I also receive letters to the brethren. He says, look at you guys. They gave me these letters to go out and get these Christians, bring them back so we could try them. And then we can imprison them and we can kill them. Paul's telling him, this is what I was doing. And went to Damascus to bring in chains even those Christians who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Notice that. To be punished. When somebody gets born again of the Holy Spirit, man, there's a transformation. And the best ones they will know you're transformed is who? Your family. They will know, man, something happened to my son. Something happened to my husband. Something happened to my grandparents. Because Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he becomes a new person. All things are passed away. Gone. Buried. Never, ever to be brought up again. If God doesn't bring him up, why do we bring him up? If God takes our sins and he throws them as far to the east or the west, buries them in the deepest part of the ocean, and never remembers them ever again, why should we remember them? You know why? The devil comes along and starts condemning you. But the Lord what? The Lord rebuked thee, Satan. You don't want to give any time to Satan. You want to give all the time to Jesus. A lot of times people get harassed. A lot of times people, you're going through all this stuff, and you ask them, well, how long, now do you pray? Well, yeah, I pray something. Do you read the Bible? Well, sometimes. Well, no wonder you have problems. If you don't read and you don't pray, you don't wait, and you don't do things that you're supposed to do, you're going to have major problems. And nobody can help you unless you submit to Jesus Christ fully and completely. He did it in Paul, but Paul wanted to make sure and understand, you guys, this is who I am. This is what I was doing. He goes on, verse 6 through 11, now his conversion. 
And notice what he said. And went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there in Jerusalem to be punished. And now it happened. As I journeyed and came near Damascus, you know, Damascus, I've been to Damascus one time. You can't go any longer now. For the last, I think, 20-some years, you can't go there because you know there's terrorists. But my wife, I took uh, 30 people, our first tour to Israel. We all got to go to Damascus. I couldn't believe it. We went on the way where Paul went. We went to Damascus, and we were there for two days. And just incredible what a different place Damascus is from Jerusalem. And here is Paul telling them, look it, I came near Damascus at about noon. It says, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me. Now, that didn't happen to me. I don't know if that happened to you, but I would have freaked out. But imagine that. He's with his guys walking down, and they're going to Damascus, and all of a sudden, whammo. He says, and I fell to the ground, and I heard a voice. Now, he wasn't slain in the spirit, okay? That's not what it says here. He was knocked down to the ground. He was full conscious. Notice that. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me, capital M, me, Jesus? Isn't that cool? So I answered. So here's Paul now. Remember, he doesn't know Jesus, but he's watched the Christians. So I answered. He's hearing the voice of God. Now, these guys that are with him, they don't hear any voice. Any voice, they don't see anything. So I answered, who are you? And check this out, capital L, Lord, question mark. And he said to me, notice conversation back and forth. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. So whenever we do something to hurt people, you're hurting Jesus. Be careful. Be careful to persecute Christians. Be careful when you say things to Christians. The way you treat them, things you say to them. We have Jesus. Jesus lives in our hearts. And when I offend my wife, Jesus lives in her heart. I'm not only offending her, I'm offending Jesus. And we got to get that to our minds because here Paul is declaring, I am Jesus of Nazareth. Who are you persecuting, he says. And those who were with him, indeed, they saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. Notice that. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to enrich your faith with the life-giving truth of God's Word. Call us at 800-634-9165. You can also visit us at somebodylovesyou.com to order Rawls' four-part study of the Spirit-Led Life and browse our many Bible-based resources. Now back to more of today's lesson. God speaks to us individually. I like that. That God speaks to you and God speaks to me individually. When we are converted, every one of us individually heard that voice. Whatever voice you heard from the Lord or you read the Bible, whatever it was. I didn't hear any voice. But I knew something happened in my life. I knew it. When I was sitting there and my wife was gone and I came to that place when I was fully angered. And I wanted, you know, my wife to come home, my kids, because I was done with it breaking everything, and then come to the TV, and with full power hit the TV, and the TV comes on, and pastor checks it by coincidence? I don't think so. And sharing the message. 
and like a sword going through my heart and saying, Lord, I surrender to you. And I put down that gun away, got on my knees. I said, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, here am I. I've heard messages before, but it didn't affect me. Got in my car, went out, looked for my wife. I got to that church. You could ask her. I got to that church. She saw me. She went to the nursery, got my kiss, and she split. But God, I had another thing. The elders of that church came up to me because they knew me. They got a hold of me, and they lay hands on me. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But see, they cared for me. And I went home, and when I went home, I said, Sharon, I said, open the door. I want to tell you something. She goes, I'm not opening the door. I said, open the door. I said, I'll break the door down. So she opened the chain. She looks at me. I'm going. (laughs) The next morning, nobody had to tell me that I was supposed to read the Bible or have a Bible. I got up, got in my car, and I went and found a Christian store and bought a Bible. Old King James, at that time, that's what you read. The beast and the doubts. And I wasn't good in reading, man. And you know what? I got that Bible. And she watched me every day when I have my devotion times. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord spoke to me and says, I want you, first of all, to go back to your high school. I said, you got to be kidding me. I've been out of high school a long time. And I got like Paul. I got up, man. I went. And God already worked the way where they said, well, you can go in and you can talk to anybody at any time every day at lunchtime. And man, I remember sitting there at lunchtime, and all these kids, a lot, a lot of you, maybe you might be here, they got saved, because I meet a lot of you guys here. And you, being there week after week after week, all of a sudden, man, I start seeing results. People begin to get saved. And my Kung Fu school became a chapel. People began to have Bible studies. We started having concerts. And God began to add to the church, and God began to add to my life. I began to go to Costa Mesa for so long and getting Chuck's teachers and there sitting, all of us sitting down, listening to Chuck, going to the Bible, finishing, going to the Bible, finishing, going to the Bible, learning. And God opened all these high schools, Bassett High School, Glendora High School, Northview High School, Palm Park High School. I mean, just about every high school that I went to, I meet people all the time and they'll say, I got saved when you were in my high school. Never preached to anybody in any way or force myself. They came to know Christ because of the Holy Spirit. Just like Paul. God opened the door and I went. How about you? How about you? What has God done in your life? You don't have to go back to your high school. But you have a family. You have friends. And one day they're going to go to heaven or they're going to go to hell. And when Paul's life was touched, there was a change. But there were those people that knew him that didn't believe it, and they called him a traitor because now God has called them to preach to the Gentiles, and they hate the Gentiles. And Paul wants to say, hey, I want to preach to the Jew. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you this opportunity. The Lord didn't give him that opportunity. He got up himself and began to preach, and the Lord said, you're going to learn a big lesson because they're not going to receive you. Watch what happens. Amazing story. Verse 9 again. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. And so I said, notice, he looks for instructions, right? And I said, what shall I do, Lord? Underline that. You got to ask. Lord, what do you want in my life? That's what I did. 
Lord, what do you want in my life? What is it that you want to do in my life? How do you want to use my life? And the Lord said to me, notice instruction. He says, get up and go into Damascus. And there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. God leads us. Notice a step at a time. Write that down. He leads us one step at a time. We want to get ahead of God. Don't do that. Don't do that. One step at a time. In the progressive revelation of God in my life. He wants us to walk by faith, believe by faith. And notice what he says here. Get up and go into Damascus. There, in Damascus, you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. Who's going to appoint them? Jesus. And since I, Paul, could not see for the glory of the light. He couldn't see. He was blind. Being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Can you imagine Paul walking Coming in, the big warrior man walking in blind. Couldn't do anything. And then a certain Ananias. Notice he visits Paul here. Ananias, a devout man according to the law. Having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there. He was a Christian, had a great testimony. And you know what's so cool? God used Ananias. He was a real believer. He believed by faith and grace of God. And God says, Ananias, I'm going to give you a little job. Verse 13. He says, and came to me. And he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, not Paul, Brother Saul, receive your sight. You ever pray like that? Man, I tell you, can you imagine you got somebody to receive your sight? And I'll say, whammo, they can see. We don't see that anymore. But could it happen? Oh, for sure it could happen. Sure it could happen. I mean, it's the same God, same word of God. Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at the same hour, I looked up at him. Isn't that cool? And then he said, notice, the God of our fathers has chosen you. That you should know his will. Now remember, here's a nice talking to him. The God of our fathers has chosen you that you should know his will. And see the just one, Jesus. And hear the voice of his mouth. Paul, he wants you to understand and take instructions from him. He wants to tell you what to do. For you will be his witness to all men. Of what you have seen and what you have heard. Paul, you're going to stand. You're going to share your testimony. You're going to share what he's doing in your life. You're going to see miracles and wonders. And you are going to be teaching these people that you never thought you would ever teach the word. And then he says, verse 16. And now, why are you waiting? Get up. Be baptized. And wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now, Paul submitted to Christ in faith that Christ was going to use his life. But Paul also was filled with the Holy Spirit before he even received baptism of water. So he got saved. He was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then he was baptized in water. Water doesn't save us. It's a picture of my death in Christ, rising from the dead in Christ. 
And when I'm born again of the Holy Spirit, if you remember in John chapter 3, when Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, Nicodemus comes along and says, well, what do I have to do to get into the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, you got to be born again. Huh? Born again of the Holy Spirit. And he says, well, you mean I have to go back into my mother's womb and then be born again? He says, no, no, you got it all wrong. It's not a natural birth. It's a spiritual birth. A spiritual birth that we all have to experience. If you don't experience a spiritual birth, then you're not a Christian. You're just playing church. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's because you've been born again of the Holy Spirit. God has touched my life. God has spoken to me, and God is speaking to me, and God is using my life because I am submitting to his will by faith. I submit to him. And that's what Paul did. He says, and now it happened. And when I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple that I was in a trance. Notice that. That I was in a trance. Some believe that this is most likely happening after he returned to Jerusalem three years later, coming back from Arabia, fully, fully trained by the Lord. He already knows the Lord. He knows the gospel. He says, praying in the temple that I was in a trance. He gives his testimony. And I saw him, Jesus, saying to me, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly. Why? They were going to kill him. For they will not receive your testimony concerning me. Listen, Paul, you're a Jew. They're Jews. I'm a Jew. They won't receive your testimony. There's no possible way. Notice. So I said, Lord, again, same word he used when he was on his way to Damascus when spoke to him. Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. Lord, you know my testimony. You know what I did, Lord. He says, I told the Jews and know that every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those Who's that? The Christians who believe in you. Paul thought that they would be impressed from the radical change in his life, but they were not impressed. That was this Jewish people. They could care less if Paul had been converted, if Paul had been born again of the Holy Spirit. They hated Paul. They hated Paul. Because now he was speaking of the Gentiles as he spoke of the Jews. And God is going to teach him this tremendous lesson. Paul, you learn to wait on me. Don't go ahead of me, Paul. And man, we can learn the same thing. Don't get ahead of Jesus. Always stay behind. Let him get you through. And then he goes on, verse 20. And when the blood of your martyr, Stephen, was shed, I also was standing by consenting to his death. He's giving his test on you guys. When Stephen was going to be put to death, I was standing right there. Consenting for them to kill him to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing. So he was holding their clothes as they were killing Stephen. Paul the apostle, man, he is fully splitting his life. He says, you guys, this is who I am. This is what I've done. Imagine that. This is me. How about you? Who are you? How has God used your life? How did God get a hold of your life and continues to use your life? This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
Today's message is available in its complete form by calling 800-634-9165. Just send a gift of any amount and mention today's study from Acts chapter 22. We'd also like to offer you Ross' four-lesson study of the Holy Spirit, available on either CD or flash drive. Exploring how the third person of the Trinity can strengthen and direct you to walk in God's will, you'll find confidence to live out your faith as you follow wherever He leads. To order Rawls' four-message Holy Spirit study, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send this resource to you on a flash drive for a gift of $12 or a CD pack for $19. Our phone number once again is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We've developed a wide range of resources to aid you in studying the Bible on your own. Download our app to your iPhone or Android for a variety of digital Bible studies and a personal scripture reading plan. And for an up-to-date discussion on world events from a biblical point of view, be sure to join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk. Rawl is also happy to personally answer your Bible questions and respond to your prayer requests. His email address is pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. We are a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for your generous partnership. It helps us keep sharing the hope of God's Word. Join us next time as we return to Acts for more reassurance of God's faithful presence and power in seasons of suffering. Just as the Apostle Paul found peace in a prison cell... You can look to the Lord in your trials and experience His perfect loving kindness. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.